ladies and gentlemen, all earthlings, humans and beings out there, you know, this is for my he's, my she's, my they, them's, you know, welcome, welcome to open my conversations. Just because it's July 1st does not mean I have forgotten about my girls and my gays, you feel me? Just like these corporations. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to open my conversation. This is your boy, Steph. Uh, on my left, you know, we got to talk about the God himself, you know, my, 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 my brethren, you know, my right hand man, you know, my brother from another, my, my brother from another mother, you know, my mister from another mister, you know, you know how we yes, get down. Yes, yes. Joey Morales. Tell him about y'all. It's Joey Morales, the guy, the brother from another mother, for just a, it's a hellblazer, just a fan. Um, yeah, we here on the podcast, you better get into this conversation. And yeah, we have a, a good lineup this week. I'm actually excited to get into it. But before we do, I'm going to pass it off to our third co-host, Nat, so she can talk about what she want to talk about. Damn, I don't get no intro. No, no, no. I got the glorious, the beautiful, the, was the illustrious, <laughs> the amazing, the outstanding Natalia. The magnanimous. Yes, yes, I don't yes, know what yes. that word means, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. This has been a busy week to say mm. the for sure oh i'm excited for this yeah but nah that's the first lady of the pod put some respect on her name that and you know like she started talking all about it you know last time we tapped in with each other what you kind of you kind of cut out a little a little oh bit. shoot i'm tripping my bad but nah i said let's just hop into it let's just let's just hop into it let's just rock with it and let's just get right into the business our first topic we're going to talk about uh is actually a carryover from our last episode because the last time we all talked they had just announced uh the double xl uh freshman cover and now we finally got all the freestyles out so you know all of them dropped we all there they 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 were they they were something you know they they, they were, were there they, they were, were there. there that's a, they were there <laughs> but no um I don't know. Let's just talk about our initial reactions. What were some of our favorites? How are we feeling about these freestyles as a whole? You know, uh, let's go to the woman who's apparently doing the robot for all of our listeners. Just yeah, in the view. <laughs> I got energy. I'm sorry. I just finished playing tennis in the rain, so I got energy. Ooh. Okay. What I want to say first, Big 30, your name is no longer Big 30. Your name is Pooh Sneaky. You and Pooh Shice are the same damn people. That freestyle was exactly the same. <laughs> Bro. I mean, yeah, they're from the... <laughs> he kept the same flow throughout his entire fucking freestyle, bro. It was like yeah. the same, like, exact thing for each and every line. For sure. And like, yeah, I get it. Y'all are from the same crew. Y'all are from the same town. Y'all are like... it, But it... It really just it it wasn't even like you could have copy and pasted the two and the two audios over these videos and it would there would be no difference. You wouldn't be able you wouldn't know who's they sound exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. But as um I thought Casey, I believe it was him who had the choir. That was dope. Yeah. I was like, oh no, shit. that was really unique. I fucked with that, bro. That shit was yeah. really good. So no one's ever done that before. And it's not like he didn't let it go to waste. He actually spent a good freestyle. Like, I feel like if even if the choir wasn't there, it still would have been good. Like, he actually did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. 
Casey was definitely uh, one of my favorites. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about like who are some of our favorites a little bit later on. But Casey was definitely one of mine just off of the, you know, just off of the uniqueness. And, you know, if you know Casey and you know how he get down, you know, his pen, like, you know, he's like that. He's been ghostwriting for a lot of people in the industry lately. Plus, he's a Kanye protege. So I knew that he was going to try and do something a little different, you know. But nah, Casey in the choir, it it reminded me of uh, if you've ever seen the Yeezus, if you've ever seen the uh, Genius documentary uh, on Netflix, it reminded me of uh, the recording process for uh, Jesus Walks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was talking about that was tough. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is similar. I didn't know he was a Kanye prodigy. That's cool. What other freestyles? Like, what were, like, the worst freestyles, in your opinion? How would, like, let's go from, like, the bottom up. I'm not going to say it's the worst, but I don't remember Saucy's. I don't remember Santana's. Like, I don't remember a bar. Like, I don't remember. It's also, Sofago's. But the thing is, I'll give him props what? because he was actually going off the top. I'll give him yeah, props. Yeah, no, I, I give him props because he was actually, like, you could tell he was actually freestyling. But yeah. he, he was taking, like, really long gaps in, like, what he was saying. So I was kind of like, ah. Yeah, but I like that. I like the authenticity in freestyles when you can, like, stop and see them thinking or, like, when they, like, stumble. I like that. Yeah, it gives it more of, like, an authentic feel and, like, you give it, like, more respect of, like, what they're doing. So, I actually, like, that, it played to his advantage even though he was kind of, like, it wasn't him fucking up, but it was, like, him, like, you can tell he was, like, thinking. But, like, like it was okay in, like, the context of it. Yeah, like, here's the thing. I respect it, but in terms of just it being an overall, like, freestyle, I'm like, eh, you know. None of these were none. None of these, in my opinion, were really like amazing. I feel like they're only. I feel like the freestyles that we're gonna talk about as good are only good in the context of their own class. Like if we put them up against like what we know an XXL freestyle can be, then you know they these are kind of getting washed. But no, like I think overall, uh, as much as it seems like I'm kind of like bashing this uh group of double XL freestyles like there were some standouts and there were some really good picks but so honestly i'll probably save my favorites for last but who would you say like your top three freestyles were for this year i want to say like first off that the girls definitely did better than the guys like overall like yeah. i remember listening to the girls freestyles and enjoying them like so much more than like what the guys were doing because mm -hmm. like we said um Big 30, same, same, like, structure, every single line. Freaking Babyface Ray, like, <laughs> messed up, like, 30 times in his joint, bro. I was like, what, dude, did, you can't, re like, re-record? Like, you couldn't be, okay, can we, can we do this again? Like, <laughs> I was sitting, I was like, okay, bro. Then, yeah, so goes was, like, good, but I was like, yeah, like, it was, it was still, like, a lot of pauses, but, like, with the girls, it was, like, we're here to do this. We're freestyling. We're going to do a good job and show the world that we can actually rap and prove ourselves. So, yeah, for my top three, I want to put – I'm going to say Ken the Man as my number one because she did a very good job, and she captivated me throughout her entire freestyle. Mm -hmm. So, props to her, bro. I was not expecting to give – not that, like, women can't rap or anything, but I definitely was expecting to give, like <laughs> – I was going to say, don't, don't, don't get on your Jermaine Dupree, bro. Don't, don't no, say anything no, on stripper just, rap. I'm just – I wasn't expecting to give my number one to a chick, but she did a really good <laughs> job. And I was like, hey, yo, hey, yo. <laughs> 
Am I saying bad things now? Market. He Market. didn't want to give it to the girl freestyle. Is that I. Did, it's not that I didn't want to. It's just like I wasn't expecting it. It was I was fine with doing it, and I'm that's why I'm doing it. It's not like a bad thing. I'm just saying I wasn't expecting it. Oh my gosh, women can rap. No, dude. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, can we're leaving that in. Can the man number one? Uh, I'll put Casey at number two just for uniqueness and like mm. he he was still spin. So I, I definitely give him props to that. And then uh, three, three is a tie. I would say between Cali and then how you say this nigga name? Coach Icy, <laughs> Coaches, Coaches. It's definitely Coaches. Okay, well, yeah, they're like tied for third because I like both of theirs, but. And then I want to make it very clear that um, Babyface Ray and Big Dirty are at the very bottom. They're like tied for last. And then Nardo Wick is like down there. He's like down in like the bottom parts. But I was kind of expecting, I thought he was going to do well because he was, like I said in the previous podcast, he was the only person that like I knew going into it. But like, I felt like he was just like high as hell. And like, he was just kind of like, Babyface Ray proved that he is a narcoleptic, yo. <laughs> Bro, he was on something. He was leaning the entire time. I yeah, know. I feel like half the dude was burnt out. <laughs> I was like, y'all not taking this seriously? Or like, what's what's going on here? No, nah, he was awesome. Yeah, but not uh Nat, what are your top three for this year? Top three XXL freestyles for the year. Number one, I'd have to give to uh, Casey. Mm-hmm. Number two, I got to give that to Callie. All right, all right. And number three, I'm going to give that to uh, Dochi. Okay. Uh, I agree. Like, with, uh, you said what? Hers was good. Like, I like it. It took me a while to get into it. But, like, once I did, I was like, okay, she's actually doing her thing. That's the thing, like, most people didn't really like her is because of, like, her vocal inflections and the way that she kind of came in on the front half. And, like, I can understand that. It's not really... It's I a little totally bigger. understand that because I was, I was one of those people. But then, like, yeah. when I got deeper into it, I was like, okay, I can I can see it for the entire thing now. And I can, like, understand the whole... The whole yeah. Thing. Like, yeah. I think it was... I think it was really cool the way how she kind of came in on that. But not nah, nah, uh Anything else you want to say to final out your uh, three? Yeah, I was going to say, if you're not used to Dochi, then that would have most definitely, like, caught you by surprise. But, mm-hmm. you know, her before. And I will say this. Nardo Wick was rapping like he wasn't moving his teeth. Like, when the video first... <laughs> Dude, when, the video, <laughs> when the video first started, I had to run. I was like, wait, what did he say? Because I don't know what he said. Like, no, nah, I got to put it in the middle Dude, literally. I was like, <laughs> why is he mumbling? It, 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 I was like, bruh. Like, it, it, it just... I was I was expecting a lot more from him, but it just he nah. I just feel like all the dudes were just burnt out and they were like too high to even like really think. Except for Casey. Casey and then like Santana had energy too. And Coach East was yelling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I was most definitely thinking. I was like, Coach East, will you stop yelling nonsense at me? You're not saying any bars. <laughs> just yelling at me. <laughs> But overall, MMO, MMOs, RPGs, like, right. He was spinning. Like, he was spinning. He was yelling. Man. 
I thought he, I thought he did pretty well. He was loud, but I that's the only thing. Good. I was like, oh, he didn't do terrible. I was like, bro, stop yelling at me. He was, he was loud, but you can't say that man was not spitting. Oh my, he God. wasn't spitting, but he was, he did his thing. But yeah. overall, it was mid. Not, not his freestyle specifically. I'm talking about everybody all together yeah. as a year. It was mid for sure. Um, I think my again, like I said, I think in the context of overall like double XL freestyles. I'm not coming back to this like at all. But my favorites, uh Kochi's number one, cause as a as a nerd who loves anime, video games, and all that, like when he did the little Rocket League shout out, I was like, hey, I, I felt yeah, seen. Yeah, he said he was playing Rocket League. I was like, yeah. okay, I see that. I, see I was that. like, I felt seen. But um <laughs> no, and then the Jira bar, I was like, oh I felt seen again. <laughs> but no, uh, and then number two, I definitely gotta give it to Casey just off of again how unique he was, his personality was just crazy. Um, then number three, I gotta give it to Dochi. I told y'all going in that she was definitely gonna be one of my favorites. I thought she was gonna have the number one verse, but you know, she's still top three. Like she she did it. I'm I'm excited to see how she does in the ciphers. Um I think she's top five for me. Yeah. Do we know um, if, do we know if, because at the time we're recording this, the last one that came out is Ken the Man's. Do we, because there are, Baby Tron still, ha, Baby Tron still hasn't dropped. Do we know if that's dropping or anything else? Because I think I there's zero idea, hmm. but if he doesn't, is he the only one that we're waiting on? Yeah, because I, bro, because um, I was thinking, I was like, I could definitely see it if Baby Tron pulled a trippy red and a gunna and was just like, I'm not doing any of this. But I remember him being in the freestyle trailer. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I know that a lot of people are excited to hear his freestyle and his cypher because they think that he's going to be on 50 beats in a minute. Well, <clears throat> I didn't want, well, did I? Yeah, I watched the trailer once and honestly it didn't stick in my mind. But if he was in the trailer, then... This freestyle is going to drop on Monday because remember the way double XL is they drop Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. They do not drop Saturdays and Sundays and it's usually 10 people. So that works. But, you know, now they got another one. So they're going to have to drop on that Monday. Fair, you're right. You're right. You're right. They did do it in a regular way. OK. In that case, then. Uh, yeah. In that case, then, so far, these are our rankings. Who knows? Maybe Baby Tron will have a miracle and change all of our minds about how we feel about this year in terms of freestyles. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I feel, I, would I be wrong to speak for all of us and say that, you know, overall, I'm pretty sure these freestyles were pretty mid in context? Overall, <clears throat> there were some highlights and I enjoy this is the most invested I've ever been in like double XL in like a while. So mm -hmm. they definitely did what they did something. So yeah. yeah, there's entertainment to come from this, but I don't think I'm ever gonna come back to this as much as I would other ones. Yeah. Like I said, um, like I said on the last pod, like I think the list itself is great. If you're picking people who are going to be like stars for the next generation, because they hit very much all the majority of the sounds and uh, the majority of the sounds for all the different like subsections of uh, hip hop right now. Mm. But <sighs> none of them fit into the template in which 
you would think people would need to exceed for double to succeed for double XL if that makes any sense, you know. Mm. None of these guys are built freestylers. None of these guys, I'm pretty sure, came even came up freestyling. And none of them, I'm I sure. Like freestyling itself is becoming like a lost art because, like, most of the, so okay, Big Thirties was definitely like planned before. You can just mm-hmm. tell with the way he was. Yeah. So I feel like not everyone went into it planned, but I feel like even like you, like I would go into it with an idea of what I'm going to say. Like I wouldn't just go in there like completely like blank and be like, okay, I'm going to freestyle. It's just yeah. like you have like lyrics and like lines planned out or something so i do think that like freestyling itself is like not as important as it used to be but for double xl yeah you have to function within like their like battlegrounds to mm-hmm. you have to, no you have to function with you have to function within their space and their space is, yeah hey, exactly so, hey you do this freestyle and you do this cypher like i Especially in recent years where, again, we've had Trippy Red and we've had uh, Gunna not do these things and people have complained and it's like, That's why are you... ugly, bro. Like, you can't, like, sign up for it and then not do it. Thank you. Like, it, that's it. <clears throat> a point exactly. What's up? I don't want to put Trippy Red in that category. Replace Trippy Red with Ian Dior because Ian Dior did nothing. Trippy Red did a freestyle. He just didn't do a cypher because he didn't like the beats. Ian Dior did nothing. Fair. Okay, we'll swap that then. But yeah, like you weren't even on the list. Yeah, he just didn't do nothing. Yeah, he literally just did the cover and then that was it. That's ugly, mm-hmm. bro. That that's hideous. Yeah, and so like I'm, and so that's where it kind of like blows me because it's like, plus, like the thing about it is that I feel like all of these artists are kind of two-faced in a way because they talk about like how great and how historic of a platform double XL is. And then they come in and except for obviously the ones that we've noted that we like a lot of them, you can tell, it seems like they haven't really cared or haven't put much effort in. So it seems like, what do you believe? Do you believe that this is a platform that is held on like hollow ground in terms of our culture? Or do you think that this is something you can just show up to get a good look and exploit? They're just, that I feel like sense? most of it is just for publicity now. They just want to get their name out there and have like their name attached to Double XL, but they don't really care about like the effort and like the things that go into it, the, the behind the scenes. Got you. Well, like, <clears throat> who are y'all most excited for to hear in the ciphers? Because honestly, after these freestyles, my expectations for the ciphers overall are not high. But to be honest, yeah, they're not super high. But to be honest, I want to hear, <clears throat> I want to hear what Callie does in these ciphers because she's good over a beat. But at the same Let's time, see what Doshi does because hers was so like out there and like uh, eccentric and like just so much personality put into her verse. So I want to see how she does like with other people, and I also want to see how Babyface Ray does because he was complete buns. <laughs> in his freestyle so i want to see how he actually reacts when he's like he has to wrap around other people and it's like okay bro like hey, yo. i'm kind of messing up the vibe right now like <laughs> hey the... <laughs> that's gonna be him just falling asleep <laughs> wild very wild but nah you're not wrong um i think so those are gonna be like the two like i'm looking out for in the yeah um, in ciphers i'm definitely looking out i'm definitely looking out for I'm, I'm definitely looking out for Dochi, and I'm definitely looking out for Kochi's, especially after this freestyle. Yeah. 
I feel like the, the we talked about this last time too, but the pairings are definitely going to be interesting because mm-hmm. with this batch of freestyles, I feel like it's either they were mumbling or they were trying to be like really creative. There was like yeah. barely an in between where it was kind of like a, oh yeah, it was just so it's it's going to be weird how like they mix them up. Honestly. The last time, the last year I can remember where like the cipher pairings were actually like, I was like, oh, these are really good pairings was 2019. Yeah. So cause, like 2020 was okay. Nobody did bad except for what's his name? I don't want to say this because he's dead, but may you rest in peace. He, it wasn't good. 2021. The cipher pairings felt kind of random. Cyphers weren't bad, but the parents were kind of random. So I don't know how it's going to look this year. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the pairings are definitely going to be interesting, but uh, hopefully, again, we'll be able to find some gems in the midst of it all. Um, but no, uh, any last comments that anyone has to say about Double uh, XL before we move into our next little, before we move into our next little piece? I'm definitely not giving any awards for these, so. <laughs> We can just move on to the BET Awards and talk ah, about the show. Talk about okay. Yeah, you see that you see that transition, my guy. Don't put a thumbs down. That was a good transition. Don't put a thumbs down. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my God. We're gonna be talking about the BET Awards and our thoughts about them, different awards, who got snubbed, who should have won. What are we gonna talk about, Safan? Yeah, so the BET Awards happened uh last. So the BET Awards happened last Sunday. You know, some of the performers that were there, you know, Diddy got honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award. And again, I, if anyone's watched the new Rory and Maul podcast, it's my favorite podcast. They know that Maul has been talking about how has Stevie Wonder not gotten a Lifetime Achievement Award by BET. And now I am on that train because how is Diddy earning a Lifetime Achievement Award before Stevie Wonder? Anyway, that's the that side. Is weird. What's also weird is how this isn't your, your favorite podcast. But I digress. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. How gonna say this podcast <laughs> this is, is your favorite. my favorite podcast? So, <laughs> right, this is my favorite podcast. I apologize, but no. Um, I like what Kanye said about Diddy. That was tough. Yeah, and also the fact that they definitely had a whole pre-written thing for him. He just said, "No, y'all need to stop putting prompters around. Y'all need to stop putting teleprompters around Kanye, bro. They are useless. They are. Not. He's just gonna be like, dude, like what the hell? That's like putting a, <laughs> that's like putting a book around R. Kelly." <laughs> it's like putting a book around freaking uh Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, dude. Yeah, moving, I was gonna, on, I was gonna say moving on, moving on. <laughs> but no, uh, some of the some of the dope things that happened was that you know Brandy came out and performed with Jack Harlow they- <laughs> with Jack Harlow, bro. And she said it was an honor to meet him. I was like, what? Brandy did her first class uh response, which is all a diss to him, which is very funny to me. In the meme, that that was very funny to me. Yes, she was just proving her point. She said, "Man, I could I'll rap you on your beat," and she did. Yeah, but it's got some jabs, so that was funny. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we saw, of course, we all saw a uh, young Miami out there supporting her man Diddy during the whole thing. We saw uh, Mariah Carey and Lotto. Like that was that was kind of crazy. Like I don't know, that, that was, was cool. Kinda... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all Rachel's got to stick together. Anyway, some of the winners from that, <laughs> some of the winners from the BT Awards were The Weeknd, Jasmine Sullivan, Silk Sonic, uh, Wizkid, 
And you know, every we're just time talk- Silk Sonic wins something, bro, I'm just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, like it's they're supposed to. Yeah, like it's the yeah, li- <laughs> no, literally, bro. It's like yeah, they're, they're supposed to win. It's it's fine. Yeah, but no. Um, so some of the categories. So for best female R and B and pop artist, Jasmine Sullivan won. Other uh, nominees were Ari Lennox, Chloe, Doja Cat, her, Mary J. Blige, and Summer Walker. How how we feeling about this? Honestly. Mm. I'm happy that Jasmine's finally getting her flowers. Hotels was like that. The deluxe was like that. You know, I told y'all uh, when we were doing it on the IG lives that Hotels was in my top five albums of last year. So, but are we really putting it over these bigger names though? Like, I'm not saying that like Summer Walker was snubbed, but like she is like a bigger figure for that. So I don't I'm, know like how I feel I, about that. I think if we go on off pure bodies of work, like I like over it, I do, but hotels, mm. ho- hotels, Jasmine was in her duffel, and plus we know the <laughs> vocal range. Yeah. I guess it is cool to like bring like different names out to like not just have like the same people winning the same things. So that is good exactly. to have like different variations in it. So plus Probably. I find it like as much as I love Ari Lennox, I find it kind of weird that she's nominated because she hasn't had much uh output the last year. Yeah, I feel like it's just that's just a name. Yeah. Like like and also like Chloe doesn't have a full album out. It's just singles. Uh Doja Cat, I can understand her. Kind of a stretch, but she's nominated for these things all the time. So it is what it is. She's just kind of thrown into the category and it's just kind of like, yeah. Mary J. Blige, fully understand, loved her. Fully understand that one. But like, they, I mean, she, she has enough. Like, it's, it's that time. Like, <laughs> she has enough. She, she sounded like the youngest gets some spotlight. Yeah. And then uh, I really want to see uh, her LMA and Queen Naja on tour. Sorry, that's a random side note. But, uh, and then, yeah, I already told you how I feel about Summer Walker. But, um, Nat, what'd you think about, uh, what are your thoughts? We've been kind of yapping. What are your thoughts on this uh, best female R&B and pop artist uh, category? Jasmine Sullivan deserved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm looking at these categories and like when it comes to award shows like this, I don't like to base it on who's the bigger name. I like to base it on who had the best work. And out of all of these, I give that to Jasmine Sullivan. So I do understand why the rest I do understand why the rest of these were nominated. Her kind of has the BET residency, so she's always going to be nominated. Fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Chloe, she's been like really doing a good job building her solo career. So I feel like she deserves a nomination. Ari Lennox, I'm never going to talk ill of her. I'm going to say she deserves a nomination, even if I don't really feel that way because she's Ari Lennox. Valid, valid, valid. <laughs> Wait, before you go into it is Haley like trying to start a solo career or is she only like doing like she is start, trying to start a solo career she was in the studio with uh brian michael cox jd you know how they get down you know they only make hits classics i'm ready anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna stop yapping and i'm gonna let y'all get back to it. <laughs> i hope she does well with that shit that's all i gotta say on that category Mm-hmm. All right. So going- Golden, good job. You did <laughs> you did the thing. Mm-hmm. She definitely did the thing. If y'all haven't gone and listened to Hotels or the Deluxe, go listen to them, Jones. They Ooh. OMC certified. Stop playing with us. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> OMC certified. We should make them. Yeah. We should definitely make that a thing. But not nah, um, what I was gonna say is 
best male uh, R&B pop artist. That's the next big category that uh, happened. So the so the nominees for that category were Blast, Chris Brown, Giveon, Lucky Day, The Weeknd, who won, Wizkid, and Young Blue. What do we think about that? I yeah. think Jivion kind of showed that night the reason why he lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, dude, this is like the main reason we wanted to talk about BET. Jivion <laughs> <laughs> was looking at the mic like, bro, why is this not working? Bro, the mic ain't the problem, bro. You are the problem, my guy. He yeah, didn't he, enjoy, like twice during his performance. Like, it's just, ah. Uh, yeah. Nasty. He hit that wrong note and tried to blame it on the mic. I've never, so, I've never seen someone do that. Like they usually, like kind of like pull away and they're like, "Ah, oh, damn, I, that that wasn't good." But I've never seen someone like try and like blame the microphone off a note that they didn't hit. Like it's, it just, it just looked weird because like he did it so, he like he made it so obvious that he was like, that's what he was trying to do, and it was like, dude, that's 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 not what's happening. So like, stop. Yeah, you, you, you know, Mike, Mike, check, Mike, Mike, check, what, guys, guys, he's <laughs> like, guys, it's not, it, guys, it's not working, guys, hold on, guys, can we stop, can, can we stop now, guys, it just, it just looked so, like, weird to, like, yeah. like, he paused twice, bro, if he did it once, it would have been, like, okay, like, is it, is it, okay, we get it, but, like, it's the fact that he did it, like, multiple times to, like, try and, like, get it off, like, that's what was happening when it wasn't, it was just, Seemed kind of ugly, and <laughs> yeah, that's what Nat said. It kind of like proved why he didn't win that award. So, yeah. I think the weekend definitely deserved it, though. So, props to him. Yeah, Don FM was definitely one of them ones. You know, I, I can respect it objectively. Like, I really think it was one of them ones. But personally, personally, we all know how I give it up for Blast on this podcast. So, mm. I think it should have gone to him. But you know, who am really? who who am I to say? You think he had a better year? I think in terms of the fact that he was literally on everyone's project. And then uh, if he was, he was on the fact that he was on literally everyone's project, giving stellar like feature hooks and verses, and then also dropped a banger of a sophomore album on his own. Like, yeah, I think so. Besides, uh, either him or Wizkid, just because I love seeing Wizkid get love. Mm. Wizkid is good. I, every time I listen to his music, I enjoy it, even though I don't actively seek it out. But I do, mm-hmm. I do enjoy his work when I when I stumble upon it. Yeah. And for Blast, I I did fuck with him on Die Hard, so I kind of kind of get to give him that. But uh, I still think The Weekend was the right choice, even though he is like a big name, and it's like, oh, it's just The Weekend. But like, it's like it's The Weekend, so it makes sense, you know. Yeah. It's not like as like he. It's not like a Silk Sonic thing where it's just kind of like okay moving on we, we knew this was going to happen but like i do think that he is in the category where it's like okay this is respectable and we kind of expected this to happen so for sure besides this is a great way to uh plug the besides this is a great it's a great way for him to plug his tour because i think literally his reaction to him winning was hey guys i'm stuck at rehearsals here's the link for the tickets <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah i'm about to go on to his tour with my sister so i'm excited for that oh for real yeah we're about to go on the july 30th show i think so but fedex field yeah i think so yeah but all i'm seeing all, all i'm hearing is uh, uh, uh the weekend concert cam episode coming Ooh. stay down stay tuned stay tuned but no um <laughs> now anything else aside from you know your 
give you on critiques. Okay, so <laughs> you gotta say about this category. Um, honestly, you didn't really have much competition when you look at that list. That's no shade to the rest of the artists. It's just if we're talking about work, and I know I said I don't like that based on how big the name is, but there, the weekend's only real competition was Chris Brown, if we're being honest. This was before he dropped the Breezy album, which uh, uh, uh I it wish that we had. I, I wish that we had had a pod when that album dropped. Breezy it's, was good. No, it's good. It's one of them ones. Oh, dang! It's one. It's one of them ones. I don't. I don't listen to Chris Brown like at all anymore. If if I listen to Chris Brown, it's something from like 2010 and back. So I haven't listened to anything like from his recent work in like a while. So I didn't know he actually put something good out. I only listened to it because I wanted to see if my theory was true. If he just stopped making these 45 track albums and just condensed <laughs> it. No, nah, dude. Indigo was like 50 tracks, bro. I was like, what is happening here? Exactly. If he just condensed it, it will be one of them ones. And guess what? I was right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but no. Oh, but how, nah. how many tracks was Breezy? 23, 24. Damn, that's but here's that's the, <laughs> But here's the thing though, like he's from that era where, like, you know, that you had to go cop the CDs. You know, that it was around that time. It was around yeah. that length anyway. That's all he know. Yeah, it's either fifty or you get twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> Anything less than twenty is not an album. <laughs> but yeah, nah. So just to speed run through some of the other winners so we had silk sonic win for best group for best collaboration we had Wizkid, justin bieber and thames win for essence uh for best female hip-hop artist we had megan we had megan the stallion for best male hip-hop artist we got shout King out to that Kenny. video of megan the stallion throwing her ass i want to point that out that shit was amazing and congrats to her for winning that award as well <laughs> so hard i had to give a quick shout see, out real quick we, we can move can forward see faces right now we can we can move forward <laughs> but yeah kendrick lamar won for best male hip-hop artist Let's uh, fucking go. <laughs> smoking out the window won for video of the year okay i i got i gotta throw on i gotta throw on my stand hat right now because wait before you wait, do that what? wasn't smoking out the window what were you, what were you saying that? i said smoking out the window silk sonic won for video of the year wasn't that just like them on stage and like that was it? Yes. What, like what, were, the other, what were the other nominees? Wait. Fa- Family Ties, Have Mercy, Kiss Me More, Pressure, and Way Too Sexy. Is this a glitch? It says them both. Oh, yeah, they tied. I did see yeah, You're right. Yeah, they. you're right. They did tie. My bad. I was, I was about just... to say, like, Family Ties had a really good music video. I was messing with yeah. that. And it was cool because like I knew like some of the footage that had been like shot for it because I had seen like pictures from like previous years. Mm-hmm. But um, how did I don't I don't fully agree with smoking out the window winning that like I I get that it played into the vibe of like the album and like it's it really like enhances like that song. But like I feel like from an actual music video standpoint, it's just like them on stage and like performing. So I. I, I don't know. I don't really agree with that, I guess. I get what you I get what you're saying. Like you want there to be more of an actual like concept to it. Yeah. It's like it's a music video. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's still a music video, but like there's like you said, there's no concept to it. It's just like them performing. Well, so. either way, 
forget all that noise. Anderson Pack won video director of the year. That's all I care about. That's all. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Multi-talented, multi-hyphenate. Put some respect on his name. Anyway, best new artist, Lotto won beating out Baby Keem, Benny the Butcher, Money Long, uh, Thames, and Young Blue. Honestly. Really? These are some stiff competition. I'm not sure if I would necessarily, like, I love Lotto, but I'm not sure if I'm putting her over. I wouldn't, dude. I'm not putting her over Benny. I'm not putting her over. I'm not sure if I'm putting her over Baby Keem or Thames, because Thames has had a year. Yeah, but and Benny too, bro. But that feel, yeah. that's just like my bias because I listen to him actively. But I also I also don't consider Benny the Butcher a new artist, but I can understand from the eyes. Yeah, that is true. I feel like they just like put these cat they put these artists in like new categories when like they're just getting hip to them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're new. You yeah. Know? They just maybe like they're just coming to the forefront of the mainstream, but like that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean that they're a new artist. Like when K Trinata won best new artist when he's been putting yeah, out, he wild. won it in 2020, was it? And he yeah. been putting out music for like five years prior. I was like, dude, this makes no sense. <laughs> but no, um, and then the last uh out al- the last category we'll talk about is album of the year and Silk Sonic won that over Back of My Mind by her, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, Certified Lover Boy by Drake, Donda by Kanye, Hotels, The Motels, uh, The Deluxe from Jasmine, and Planet Her. I mean, we knew, uh, when you see Silk Sonic anywhere, you already know that they're winning. It's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like that Squidward meme where it's like when I'm in an album competition and my, my competition is Silk Sonic. <laughs> For real, but not... Um, Anything else that anyone has to say about the BET Awards? Any last comments? Anyone that, that we think got snubbed, other than obviously Lil Nas X? Um, I think that that Have Mercy video deserves more appreciation. I watched that video a lot. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the Have Mercy video now. It was a good concept. It was like she was like kidnapping a bunch of men and like medusing them. And oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really wanted the she was selling she was selling varsity jackets for like the fake university that she set up and I really wanted one I, I have a thing for varsity jackets plus varsity jackets I love, are tough yeah plus I love Chloe's music so I was just like hmm, might want to cop this I'm gonna see if uh that line is still up probably not but anyway you probably find someone selling it on a different site yeah but recently I was going OD now bro I don't know look the, the amount of the amount of artist merch that I've dropped racks and racks of cash for, it's insane. I need to I, I need to dial back a little bit probably. But um anyway, <laughs> I definitely need to dial back. Speaking of someone who needs to dial back, it's definitely Kanye West on these samples. Now I know that he okay. made his name no, off. Okay, of that was a good transition, but mine was still good. So <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> no, I know that I know that uh well now we all know Kanye sample king. I very many there are very few people who are beating him in the realm of samples when it comes to that production. Yeah. But it's putting him in some trouble, yo. It's definitely putting him in some trouble. In the ass. Yeah, and he's running into it once again because he has allegedly on Donda 2, an album which isn't even fully out. It's still only on the stem player, uh, as far as I'm as far as I'm aware. Uh he's actually, you know, he sampled a song from 
Marshall Jefferson, apparently without his permission. There's a song off Donda 2 called Flowers that includes a sample from uh, Jefferson's 1986 dance song, Movie Rock. The, 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 the hold that dance is going to have, that dance music is going to have on this year is hilarious to me. Like, yeah. during the past, like, two weeks. It's like no. a new wave now. I don't even know whose decision this was, but, like, it, if it's done properly, I'm not complaining. All the big artists were like, we're doing house music. <laughs> they said they all collectively got together and said, you know what we should do? You know what we're going to do now? House music. But not. Nah, so apparently uh, Kanye sampled that without Jefferson's permission on Donda 2. And no. to me, like, I understand it because, like, he's profiting, but he's not profiting off of the song. He's profiting off of the stem player. Although I do believe, although I do know that, like, Donda 2 is a huge market. It, it's a huge motivator as to why people are buying the stem player. Like, mm-hmm. when it first dropped, like, that was literally one of the biggest reasons why i wanted it other than you know i'm just a mute other than you know i, I just use the kanye merch yeah and also i just like i like being able to just like press it and be like oh i only want to hear the bass or i only want to hear the vocals that's just, uh, you can I, do that yeah that's that's what the stem player is yeah. basic what it does is it isolates the parts oh yeah yeah, the yeah okay yeah, i've seen talk about that before yeah and so like i'm I don't know. I'm just nerdy about that type of stuff. So I was like, I really, so I'm like, I low-key really, really want it just for that. But also, I'm a Kanye stan. So I want to hear Donda 2 already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still but, kind of upset that he just named it Donda 2. I feel like mm-hmm. there was like a lot of creative, like creativity lost with his naming it that. Like, I get that it was a continuation of Donda, but mm-hmm. I feel like the name could have been like something a lot better. I got you. But yeah, something that's really weird about this is that uh, this suit, usually when it comes to Kanye lawsuit to Tim and his label, but there has yet to be a representative for Kanye to speak on this. His label isn't a party in the suit at all. So it's literally just straight Jefferson and Kanye. And it's kind of sad to see this happening because if you know uh, Marshall Jefferson's history, and especially if you know the song's history that's being sampled, you know that that's a staple in Chicago house music. And Jefferson himself is just a staple in Chicago house overall and so i feel like i felt with just how much like this is gonna sound very simplistic but how you how you gonna go ahead and sue somebody from your own city like maybe it's my kanye bias coming out but like how you gonna he wants that bag bro he said hold on you used what for me without my permission all right man that's all i need to hear yeah but not uh what do y'all think about this i think he's in the right honestly like if Kanye did it without his permission, then it's kind of like, okay, well, there are laws against that, so I don't want that to happen. If he had talked yeah. to him, like, previously, and then he just, like, did it, then it would be like, oh, well, kind of fuck you. But it's just like, <laughs> he did it without even talking to him. But I I think he's in the right, honestly. I don't think he should, like, get, like, a billion dollars from Kanye, but I do think he should like, get something, or at least, like, have the, like, record taken down off the album. Yeah, I think one of the craziest things when it comes to these type of lawsuits uh, in terms of how much money has been doled out was, uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw how much Sting makes off of uh, Lucid Dreams by Juice World, but it's insane. How much? The Juice World estate makes like pennies after what Sting takes because it's an original sample from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my, also, a very random side note, but there is a Sting and Shaggy Tiny Desk out uh, that's really, really good. And you can hear, if you ever want to hear Sting sing, like, the original sample, it's beautiful. But 
aside, back to the original point, like, Nat, what do you think about this lawsuit? I don't give a damn where you from. If you took my shit without my permission, run me that bag. And you Kanye West, <laughs> billionaire. You finna be a millionaire after I sue you. Give me my No, I, I feel that. I feel that. Maybe not the taking him down to back to a millionaire part. Uh, but I'm definitely going to get some money. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely going to try and get that money from him. All right. We, uh, I think I think we're all in agreement. So, like, they they definitely could, like, chop it up first to reach some type of, like, there's no way that, like, they couldn't have, like, had a conversation about it. Like, hey, like, why can't, like, he could have invited homeboy into, like, he was flying everybody out for the Donda 2 sessions. You couldn't fly Jefferson out and be like, hey, come see what I'm making with your art. You feel me? Especially with them being from the same city. I thought that would have been a thing that he wanted to do. Maybe he yeah. forgot. I, dude, not, never mind. Let me not, because the Kanye bias is coming out, bro. Everyone wants to be like, oh, Kanye's not in the wrong. But he could he could have just literally just taken, taken the shit and then moved forward. Yeah. I don't have a Kanye bias. So Kanye, you was wrong as hell. You could have asked him. I'm sure he would have said yes. They're from the same city and you fucking Kanye. He would have said yes. Yeah. And like you taking his work and you making money off of it without his permission. No, you dead wrong. Yeah. I would agree. Although I do want to like the last thing I would say on this topic is, you know, before my Kanye bias comes out again. <laughs> like I do want to hear this song though, because apparently it's about uh it's apparent apparently it's about his relationship with Kim. And we all saw how the Donda two shows were doing, especially in terms of Kim. So it's a, it's it, it, I feel like it's gonna be an interesting. Listen, it, this might be like Bound Two Part Two or something like that. Who knows? But anyway, Bound Two Part Two. But but anyway, uh, anyone got any last minute thoughts on this uh lawsuit before we get into what's next on the list? I'm surprised that he's being sued off of something that necessarily it isn't really even out yet. I would have thought that it would have like the lawsuit would have came out once it was on streaming services or on a Same. place where like people could like actually access it easier. But, like, I, he got it when it was, like, in, like, the early stages where he said, oh, this ain't even available, but, like, I'm still going to get my bag, so. Yeah, I think he caught it at the right time because, again, another party in the suit are the people who are making the STEM player. So, there are, so maybe he's just trying to make sure they get the legals together before this eventually ends up, excuse me, widely dispersed. And before, mm. you know, Kanye eventually drops this. Speaking of people we want to see drop. Let's talk about who we're excited to see drop for the rest of 2022, guys. Like, yeah. we're officially halfway through the year. Stop booing these transitions. These are good. <laughs> anyway, we're officially halfway through the year. We gave our mid-year list already in the first episode. If you haven't listened to that, go back, you know, do your research. Go back, go back, go back to go scroll back. Like, OMC go lore. Exactly. Go, go see where we stand. But. Let's talk about who we want to see drop and possibly change up our list for the rest of the year. Uh, let's do this, ladies, first. Nat, what you got? J-I-D. J-I-D. No. 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 Yes. No. Yes. I need Terrible. the story right now. Okay? Yes. There's supposed to be a Corday feature and a Rico Nasty feature on there. I need that. Yes. I definitely need the Forever story. It's been he's been working on it for like four years and he's doing the whole little star wars crawl with the promo now he's like oh it's coming it's coming and we were supposed to get an announcement at coachella but then zeke 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 
Zeke from his management team and Barry Hefner were like, no, this isn't for your day one fan, so we're going to pull it. I don't care. I am a day one fan. I don't care where you drop it at. Just give me the news. Right. I don't care how you do it. Like, oh, my God. We were supposed to get one Dreamville Fest weekend. They pulled that. We were supposed to get one Coachella weekend. They pulled that. Zeke, Barry Hefner, I will run up in them offices, bro. I will run up in them offices. Just give me the date. They fucking with y'all, bro. They definitely doing that on purpose, too, to build up more hype because they know that y'all want a date. So, like, the fact mm-hmm. that they're holding it from you is definitely, like, getting y'all to be like this to where you're hyped for it. So, they're definitely doing what they want to do right now. And I'm not sure if any of y'all follow Eve from Dreamville on uh, Twitter, but literally every three days, he goes like, man, I just sat down with J.I.D., man. This album's special, <laughs> just, This album's special, bro. He does that, or he'll either just post up screenshots of, like, all of Ari's album and is like, this is what I'm listening to on this plane ride. <laughs> like, bro. Eve is a low-key troll. He, him they want a date. They want a date. I don't want the date, but they want the date. <laughs> Listen, Alex won't admit it, but he's a J.I.D. fan. He just did, like, one album from J.I.D., but anytime he hears a verse or a feature from him, Alex would be like, okay, that's hard. He just wanted that. <laughs> J.I.D., Alex is a fan of yours. If you go on tour, Alex will be there. He's just I, fake. Bro, I don't know about all that. If yes, I go to a J.I.D. concert, I'm going to be hating in the corner. I'm going to be like, this nigga not even like that, bro. No, no. As soon as he starts performing Surround Sound or Stick, you're going you gonna to go crazy. Okay, no, nah, I'm going to go crazy for Stick. I can't even cap. Like, that's, that's say, that song goes. Have you... I know y'all saw the GovBall footage of when the of when uh J Cole, Kenny Mason, and JID did it for the first time together. That was, I, yeah, that was live. I would have chopped off my left foot like Kunta Kinte to have been in that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This thing. Is- <laughs> but no, <laughs> Alex. I'll go last. But Alex, uh, who are you excited to see drop for the rest of the year? <laughs> Like Kunta Kinte, cause just cut the leg off, bro. <laughs> Bitch, where are you when I was walking? <laughs> but um, yeah, I. If you know me, Travis Scott fan, so I'm excited for Utopia. But that's not like the main focus of where I'm at right now. I'm actually anticipating uh the West Side Gun album that's coming out. I forgot what it was called, but it's the joint with him and like the hockey mask because yeah. like. Every snippet I've heard from that joint sounds, it just, dude, it just sounds really good. And I think it's more like horror movie themed. Uh, th- this album is going to be more horror movie themed. So I'm really excited to like see him get into that bag. And then a the uh, Stove God snippet been going crazy. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Like, it's getting me actually like super hype. And like all like the videos they're putting out and like they're not really doing like a lot of promotion, but like it's just everything that they do like do for promotion. It's just like, damn, I'm like excited for this so that's what like i'm (laughs) that's what i'm really excited for but that and (laughs) that and uh triple s from freddie okay 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 because he's been talking about that for a while he's like oh this is a classic yo this is a classic and then he got his ass beat by banning the butcher's crew and then he went into hiding for a little bit. So I don't know if that like messed up with the release date or something, but. And apparently he's like, he, you, I'm not sure if y'all remember, but he talked about all the producers who were on there on Twitter. He's got Pharrell, Alchemist. He's got, he's got some names, bro. Like, Dude, he has like, he's been like the Avengers together for that jump, bro. 
Yeah. And so I'm excited to see where it goes. Like, I'm, I, I just really, I, I want it. I want it. I want it. Bad. No Kid Cudi. <laughs> okay. So someone who I'm excited to see drop for the rest of the year. This might be an unorthodox pick, but uh, I want... Pharrell has been on the production run lately, and especially with Cash In, Cash Out recently dropping. Uh, I hope that this culminates into Pharrell getting all these acts that we've seen him photographed with, you know, at his house in whatever faraway place, Wizard of Oz type land that he'd be taking them out to. <laughs> uh, I hope that it all culminates into an album, almost like DJ Khaled style. Like we've seen Chloe in the studio with him, we've seen Jaddy and Earth Gang in the studio with him. Like some of the n- names that we've seen go in and out of the studios with uh him and the neptunes like plus him and chad hugo working together and producing stuff again like that's that's always going to get my that's that's always going to get my attention mm-hmm. so i don't know if man does, i feel like with all these people that he's like bringing together he's not just doing like a song just for them i feel like he's definitely trying to get some benefits for himself as well well i mean he is benefiting because he's doing like producer stuff but at the same time i feel like he could be having like keeping something in the vault for like himself for sure when when artists like get together, I don't think they just like make one song and they're like, "Okay, great job, see you next time." And they try and like <laughs> they try and like create a bunch of stuff together. So I definitely think they have stuff in the vault that they could turn into a project. And besides this, and besides this production run, plus how well uh something in the water went like a couple of weeks ago. This mm. like Pharrell, honestly, this, an album would solidify him being on like my top ten artists of the year for this year. I think he is in my top 10 artists. Actually, mm, probably. Yeah, I can make he's, it. He's can... definitely my producer of the year, so I definitely think he's in my top 10 artists as well. So Yeah, I'm, I think I might be on that same wave. I would have to really, I would have to really sit down mm-hmm. and think about it. But um, yeah, Nat, what do you think about my pick or our picks at all? Pharrell, mm, like your only things. To... Sorry, Nat, sorry. But is Pharrell your only pick? Uh, as of right now, I, I'm gonna do. I want to do. I want us to do one more round of this. I said all three of mine. Pull somebody out. Of you. Pull somebody out of your butt, bro. Pause. But just what pull somebody out. Of you. I don't even remember. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say something about Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell's. Producer of the year, definitely. Artist of the year, I gotta think about that. Not like the artist of the year, but he's like in like the list. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely top five, but like number one, I'm gonna have to think about that. Yeah. Producer of the year, yeah, that goes to him. Yeah. I feel like he already kind of has that solidified because like he's been a part of so many different albums that are like in my top 10 list, so many different Mm -hmm. singles that are just like amazing. It's like to see him like be at this, like this good in his career because he, dude he's been doing he, he's been good like his entire life yes it's like impressive like how like this man's legacy is like drawing out because like i remember like when he i remember seeing like stats when he was like 80 percent of the songs that were like on the radio like were produced by him and it's like dude, yeah you were like it feels like we're getting back in that era again yeah it's like all the like all like my top albums have like Pharrell credits on them. Literally, like, I literally <laughs> think like most of like in my top five, I think like Pharrell has at least like one producer credit on it. So, but not um also 
I'm going to take this moment since we're talking about Pharrell to say, Pharrell, I need you to send me that human race skincare. Bro, I need whatever vampire treatment you got going on. I need that. <laughs> need that. Um, You said that he just exfoliates, bro. I have an exfoliating cream, but I don't really use it as much. So I may have to lock in on that. But <laughs> yeah, he said he'd be exfoliating. And that's really all he does. It's with cold water. So that's, that's a little tip for anyone that got skin problems. Just exfoliate and you'll look like Pharrell. So all my, all my dudes out there, go cop that human race skincare line. If you got the bread and, you know, exfoliate, you feel me? You know, take care of yourself, man. We, we got to start looking good. You know, we can't just be out here bummy. You feel me? We can't not. <laughs> That's just looking at us like she's so done with us. <laughs> my skin is beautiful. Yes, it is. I would agree. Yes. Yes. But no, Mine uh, is, it's getting there. <laughs> it's getting there. You know, I, I'm just... I look the same way as I have for like years. So I'm just trying to see if I can switch something up. But yeah, y'all have heard, uh, we all said our initial picks. So how are we feeling? Any other thoughts? Any last minute picks that we got? Anything we got? Any, how are we feeling about the rest of the year? Who are we, who do we want to see drop? Like, come on, let's get, let's get into it. Another person Alex has beef with, ASAP Rocky, All Smiles. I need that too. Oh yeah, apparently uh All Smiles isn't even the name of the album. Not, yeah. Whatever it's called. I need it. We like I feel like we can only call it All Smiles right now because we don't have an official name for it, but like we all know we're referencing the new ASAP Rock. All album. smiles. Yeah, yeah. I put it in quotations. Yeah. In quotes, all smiles. <laughs> in quotes. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it as well, even though it's still fuck ASAP Rocky and it will always be fuck ASAP Rocky. But <laughs> I I just do I have beef with so many niggas for no reason, bro. <laughs> bro you know that uh rihanna just popped out for the first time post a baby at asap rocky's uh set at wireless like she was just there like two hours ago i i i'll be right back y'all no, you know i hope that the name of the album is i fucked rihanna i hope that's the name of the album better yet i knocked up rihanna that's the name of the album the thing is alex still gonna be jamming to it he, he my ears be. are bleeding i can't do this I no more up rihanna <laughs> And then watch that be Alex's most played album of the year. I'm going, I'm going to lose it. I can't take this no more. (laughs) But yeah, I'm definitely stopped. For everyone who cannot see our visuals right now, Nat has literally made her background a picture of ASAP Rocky and Rihanna. I'm going to cry. Just to torture this man. I can't do it. This world is so dark. How did God allow this to happen? But uh, I'm excited to see, like, where ASAP Rocky goes from testing because that's the last thing that we have from that nigga. So it's, like, not that – I don't think testing was a bad album. I – who just changed my name? <laughs> Let me look, bro. They changed my fucking username to Rihanna's cuck, bro. I'm trying to live. Let me talk about this album. Jesus Christ. Aww. we love you. No, you don't. <laughs> I love you. Nah, that was funny. I can't even lie. That's hilarious. My name is Joey Morales. Fucker. <laughs> Fucking bitch ass. But yeah, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. I, I, I don't think that testing was a bad album. I just think it was a point where people were kind of like, split on the reaction of like how good it was for them in the grand scheme of his discography 
So I feel like he could have a really good comeback and have like a lot of people drawn to this to see like where he's actually at now and what he's doing. Especially with DMB being the single for it, I definitely think he has a lot of potential because that was some really good. I haven't enjoyed ASAP Rocky like that since like long live ASAP days. So he has he he has something cooking. He has something cooking. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm definitely hyped for I'm definitely hyped for the new ASAP Rocky just because it's been a while and it's always nice to get some new ASAP Rocky for real. Uh yeah, it's just always nice to get new it's just always nice to get new ASAP Rocky, especially after all these like things that have been going on in his life. Like we haven't even really heard him get into everything that was going on with Sweden, right? So there's there's a lot to be done. There's a lot to be done, there's a lot that can be talked about. So yeah. Overall, I someone my name one more goddamn time. <laughs> not even, you know that's not me. I can't do that. <laughs> you know that's Hellblazer over there. I want y'all to know that I've officially changed Alex's name on this episode to be Fenty Fendom Slave. I really like it. I really, I'm, I'm genius. But no, someone who I need to see drop. Um, I'd like to see Boss drop. I'd really like to see Boss drop. I'm not. I, Opposed to that. Yeah, I think, especially after the EP that he dropped uh, earlier, you know, gotta admire her, hey, gotta admire her. <laughs> like, I really, I really like, I really, I really like how Boz has been kind of like showing his range and growing his versatility over these past couple years. So I'd like to see it on full display, this next album. Um, also, I, well, he uh, did feel it. Sorry to cut you off. The no, no, no. the off season was like amazing, bro. So I definitely yeah, sure. he has to offer for himself. Plus, we got to see that. We got to see that man do that live. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ah, beautiful. They anyway, were striking. They were. It'll be forever. I will. The security guard at the Capital One Arena. You will always be an op. I hope you know that. Bro, he a whole whole ass. <laughs> But we'll get into that story hopefully sometime on the pod. We'll give you all that context, listeners. But um, I want everyone to know that I am definitely, definitely, definitely waiting on Boss. And speaking of Boss, he did a verse on uh, Powers Pleasant uh, overseas, which anyone who's been following me on socials knows that I've been playing like crazy and I'm in love with that single. (laughs) And so... Seems like he's as much as he's been doing the singing, the melodic stuff, you know, with the Jackie and all that, and admire her. He his pen is still sharp because he's arguably got the best verse on there. Even though you know, my next pick, my boy Kenny Mason, I think had the best verse on that whole song. That's who I'm waiting for, especially after his uh out moment on Stick. Yeah, I I need I need a new Kenny Mason album. I would definitely be open to him releasing something new because it'd be the first full album that I listened to him. So you haven't listened to uh Super Angelica, right? I don't think so, no. I'm gonna send it to you. You gotta tap in. But yeah. Matt, you got any last minute picks for anyone you want to see drop for the back half of the year? Mm, I do agree with the whole Freddie Gibbs thing. Bro, okay, like for context, the reason that we keep laughing like in and out is because we keep changing our fucking names. (laughs) We're having a war. 
Yeah, I'm trying to talk it. Alex over here angrily shaking his head at me. No, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm not changing my name. I keep having my... Yo, what the... Why is my name Alex is getting pegged by Riri? Why is this a thing? We need... Hold on. I changed my name to Hal Blazer is a bitch-ass nigga. I needed to go back to that. <laughs> Steph, that is out of pocket. It says Alex is getting pegged by Riri. That is out of pocket. Change this is unacceptable, bro. We are trying to talk about music here, bro. As I was saying, I do agree. Even though Freddie Gibbs did get his ass beat, I am looking forward to that album because he can still rap. And please change your name back, Alex. This is I'm, I'm actively working on it. I'm actively working on it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my Christ! I want to say that I want. Uh, even though Kendrick already dropped an album, I want him to go on a feature run because I feel like that could have a lot of potential, especially for, sure. for other artists and just like himself because I want to hear more from him and what he has to say. I don't, I don't, it's probably like not going to happen because he's focusing on his tour and stuff right now, but to have him like featured on like a couple more people's stuff, that would be really awesome. And I never really went into Travis, but um, just looking for you to, still looking forward to Utopia. Um, Streets have been waiting for it. I'm excited to see what Travis has to say post Astro World. Yeah. Post uh, post everything that's been going on. In post his life. everything that's been happening in that man's life. So it's it's gonna be an interesting album, and I'm really anticipating it. But not as much as like I said, West Side Gun or Freddie. But it's definitely in my radar. So I'm excited. Yeah. And it's crazy because I was looking back on it from last year. My album of the year which was uh, Bo Jackson, didn't come out until like later in the year. So mm-hmm. I st- we still have a lot of year to go left, bro. So a lot of good music is still to come. And I'm we really do. excited for it. I'm going to make another uh, random pick. And I'm just going to say Hit Boy, just because he's been on a run. And plus uh, that Corsa single with Dom Kennedy is going crazy. Like, who would have thought that a West Coast producer would have something that you could get sturdy to? Like, that's kind of crazy. Hey, he getting sturdy. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing. I'm, I'm gonna figure out how to do that little leg dance to all the little New York gangsters be doing. I'm gonna go crazy. Just oh. you know, see that. Let me show him that. Oh man, he's you know, the that always, you know the joint that they always be doing. The show that they got that gun in their pocket. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be hitting that joint. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> when uh, especially because you guys know me. Like usually, Hit Boy is always my uh producer of the year. But especially, it seems like he's been getting more into his artist bag this year. You know, other than working on a, uh, other than working on King's Disease Three with Nas and a couple other things. Man, he's sure he's working on. Three? Yeah, they confirmed it on Magic. Bro, that's tough. Damn. So, all right. Yeah, so I'm ready. So I'm ready for that to drop. But if y'all don't understand my hype for why I want Hit Boy to drop the album, go listen to his freestyle on the Bootleg Kev show. That's all I got to say. My man's went in. <laughs> I can never hear Boot like Kev's name without thinking of the way he Freddie Gisby saying it. He'd be like, fuck you, Boot Kev. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is that they're like best friends. Like, that's yeah, no, it's a baby you know. He'd be like, Boot Kev. I'd be like, bro, why are you saying it like that? I don't care what nobody says, bro. Until we start doing these big name interviews, bro, right now, in terms of the interviews in the culture bootleg kev has got the crown for me like i think mm. bootleg kev has got the crown because this man has been doing really well like recently he's been getting the bigger names 
He been getting all the moments. This man had Kevin Gates pull up and said, Dude, you talking about drinking, drinking Beyonce's piss? Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> Question. Would y'all drink Beyonce's piss? No. no. <laughs> okay. That's all I needed. Thank you. Alex, answer the question, though. I would not. I okay. Would you drink Rihanna's? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. No hesitation. I'm fucking down. You are down bad. <laughs> you are down bad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the Jordan meme. Get help. <laughs> I'm fucking downing that shit, nigga. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. <laughs> All right. So we talked about what might be we talked about people who we hope to drop some potential classics uh in this next uh back half of the year, but let's take it back a little bit and let's talk about some albums that we are sure will definitely be classics by the end of this decade. And I'm actually going to start this off by saying Call Me If You Get Lost is definitely going to be a classic by yes. the end of this decade. Yes. This yes. I was telling, I was talking to someone about this last week, and I think the Sir Baudelaire era that we are in, in terms of Tyler's music, is definitely unique. It is definitely has a different energy to it than all the other Tyler eras. And all the eras have something distinct, but this is amplified. This is bigger and this is more grandiose. And this is just something where I think we're really going to see the defining moment of his career in this era. Whether it was Call Me If You Get Lost and everything that was around it, or it's what's or it's what this Baudelaire era is building to. I think this is the like biggest alter ego he's ever had, or best alter ego he's ever had. And like this is the biggest he's been in his career. And it's crazy to see how just with every album, this man has just gotten better mm-hmm. and better and better. So I, I full-heartedly agree that this is going to be a classic by the end of this decade. And people are going to look back on this as like a staple in his career as to like when he became a superstar. Because Igor was like good, and I was like, okay, he found a really good album. But then Call Me If You Get, get Lost came out, and it was like, okay, this man is undeniably like here to stay. Well, he was, he's been here to stay for like ever, but like mm-hmm. he's like, he established himself in like the, the superstar top, like, category. Elite, yeah, like the elite class, and he's gonna like stay there, you know? Yeah. Nat, what do you think? I remember when Fowler and I was like, okay, this is. Really good. I don't think he can. What are you laughing at? No, nah, because your your vocals went like crazy. Wait, I sound weird. Not, Not now, good. but like you're like your voice got like really like it's just the vocals got like we got. Your- I don't. I don't. I don't want to use that phrase. But like, yeah, that's what happened. You, you're gonna have to bleep that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But continue. okay. So as I was saying. When Flower Boy dropped, I was like, yo, this is really good. Ain't no way he can top that. Then he topped it with Igor. And I was like, okay, there's no way he can top this. Then he topped it again. And I'm like, yo, you how are you gonna top this? Because I know yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, ain't no way he can top this, but he's had a trend. I'm like, he can top this. I'm I can't wait to see how he does. Yeah. I feel like Tyler's going to be one of those artists where, like, if he doesn't, like, if he doesn't top Call Me If You Get Lost, he's just going to simply not put it out. Mm-hmm. He won't allow himself to put anything out that's, like, not as good, if not better. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like he actively works on making sure that, you know, it's better than his last, undeniably. Mm-hmm. 
or at least there's like a good concept to it to where like you can like understand it in a different light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a good pick, Stefan. You know, I try, uh, but nah. Uh, my guy, Joy Morales, Alex, what's 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 your pick? Who you got? Um, this is something that's like relatively regularly in my rotation. I'm gonna say Run the Jewels four, and Ooh, okay. I feel like that's kind of like a cop out for me because I'm addicted to this album. But I genuinely think that this is like gonna be a classic like within their discography and like the, the grand scheme of hip-hop because i see all these posts about run the jewels 2 being like their classic album but like i feel like people don't like really get like how good run the jewels 4 is bruh like i think run the jewels 4 fits very well in terms of the climate that we have today especially given everything going on yeah like it's a very politicized album and i think the more like let's be honest the more i turn on the news the more this album just becomes truth. Yeah, dude, literally. The fact that they had, had they had the uh, I Can't Breathe line, like, recorded before George Floyd, bro, and then it happened, yeah. it's like they predicted it. And it's like... It's on some it's on some Futurama, The Simpsons type future stelling right there. <laughs> literally, bro. But this is like classic, like, hip-hop. And I just feel like after, like... Oh, by the... I think, like, by, like, 20... 25 this would be considered a classic honestly yeah, well, actually how many years do you think it takes for something to be a classic because that would mean that would make it turn five i think you gotta give it at least five years okay then yeah I, I, i'd say that around like them because it's just such good music crafted so well it gets its point across like extremely well and like it's no bar is wasted and like you said like with the political climate that we're in today it makes so much sense to like embody what's happening in today's world so i can't it's like an undeniable classic after a while it's gonna be like dang i remember when that was happening in my life or yeah. it's just yeah i feel like there's not enough love for that album yet but in a couple give it a couple years and then people will be talking about it a lot i feel you nat what do you think i mean if you ask me it already is Ooh, okay. I love that. Yes, that's what I needed to hear. Perfect. Quick and simple. Quick and simple. Yeah. I feel like... No, no, I'm going to wait to say this because it kind of ties into what I got to say. No, honestly, I was going to ask you what your pick is. Okay, so I was going to say The Lost Boy. Really? I feel, I feel like if... Look... Hear me out. I feel like if Corday was a more established artist when they came out, like he was a bigger name, then it, it would already be one. considered a classic. And that's what I was going to say about Run the Jewels. Like if they were more mainstream, people would not hesitate to call them shit's classics. Yeah. Which is, okay, it's weird to think about the fact that, you know, it's weird to think about the fact that in the eyes of hip hop, Run the Jewels isn't technically mainstream, but they literally sell out these festivals and stages like crazy. Like they're on yeah. an arena. Their they're shows on, be going crazy, bro. Like they're on an arena tour with Rage Against the Machine right now, and they like every Coachella. They're on the roster, and they're like either they're they've never been like the headliner, but they're always right under. You get what I'm saying? So it's always yeah. Weird. It's very weird how, like, in the eyes of, like, the own culture that they represent and put on, they're not seen as that mainstream. But in literally every other subsect of music, they're, like, them dudes. Because mm -hmm. 
But my apologies. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. They're not considered mainstream, but they're respected. That's what it is. Yeah. I feel like that's better, honestly, especially when you're trying to like, get a message across. Mm, especially with the type of music that they make. Yeah. But yeah, like, as I was saying, my pick was The Lost Boy. Y'all not finna, that is a beautiful, that album is beautiful. It is a work of art. I know, I love it. I love The it Lost Boy. It is pretty good. Um, good? No, it's beautiful. Bro, you were on the, you went to the tour. Like, what do you mean? It's <laughs> pretty good. The tour, yeah, the show I went to was really good. Um, Really good introduction to Corday because I was the, obviously the first op that I listened to him. But it was, uh, hmm. I feel like Alex is just gonna try and fight you on every pick. You I mean, it was his first. I'm not trying. Album, to fight. Though. Yeah, it was his first album. All of his first. No, but he had like the YBN stuff. So I mean, that was a mixtape. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I used to sound like Rolling Stone. It was like it was like my Rolling Stone. It was like my introduction to Corday because I really had I hadn't listened to anything from him prior to that, mm-hmm. but. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't. I don't think I'm going to consider it. Well, how? Mm. It depends on how you define a classic. Yeah. Alex is really just going to be pondering. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about it because it's it's not a bad pick. I just personally, I don't think. I don't know if I would call it a classic because, like, it's a good album. Actually, bruh. Here's the thing, though. I, here, I I respect the pick. I like the Lost Boy. I love the Lost Boy. I think that it. I honestly, I could see it going that way fully. But I think from a bird's eye view, has more potential to be that classic than uh the Lost Boy. I think uh, which Lost is Boy has more potential than bird's eye view. Honestly, I know it's very weird. And again, this is my bias because anyone that knows me knows that I have been loving from a bird's eye view, uh, all year. So. I literally listen to it like once every two weeks. No, four times every two weeks. Let me stop lying. But like, it's, I think we all know that Corday is going to get a classic at some point. I think that's very undeniable in his career. Like we all know that he's going to get a classic at some point. But in terms of the Lost Boy being that, yeah, once you hear that Have Mercy skit, once you hear Thanksgiving, like there's, Mm-hmm. RNP, bro. Nightmares yeah. are real with Pusha T. You that song alone should certify that. Okay, album. yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I would have to cause it. Yeah. yeah, give it a couple years. Oh, yeah. speak, speaking of uh, Pusha T, I could definitely see it's almost dry being put in that team. I could see, I could see Pusha having two back to back classics because it's because uh, we all know that Daytona, Daytona is easily easily a classic, and then yeah. It's almost dry, yeah. That's, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, if things go my way, hopefully I will be seeing that man live October 20th. Mm. Gotta um, get to do that line and the, the <laughs> nose bleeds. Nose actually gonna be bleeding from that line of cocaine. Exactly, bro. It ain't even gonna be no nosebleeds. It's at the Fillmore. Oh, shit. Well, then... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're still gonna have to fight your way to that stage. Yeah. Bro, I will push through everybody, bro. You got to be the same way I was at that Earth Gang show. I was like, move, move. We are move. front and center. Yes. As soon also, as we got empty space, I was like, move, mine. But also, we got there pretty early. We got, we got there incredibly early. 
Yeah. Still had to fight through some people and some drunk Hispanic girl who kept trying to make me move. That was so, bro. Again, I'm telling you, I really want us to break down the concert stories that we have because they are funny. They that are was very. We could probably do like some like subgenre podcast or something like maybe like a quick like little something something. Okay, real quick, can we uh, let's can just real quick intermission. Can Matt, can you please tell the story about this Hispanic girl? <laughs> bro, bro. Okay, so I'm over here trying to enjoy a nice performance because this wasn't Earth Gang hadn't gone on yet. I think it was during Mike Dimes' set. So I'm trying to enjoy his performance because he's drunk as hell, giving us a good show. And this Hispanic Alex, again. This is the point where this is the point where we point out that we met Mike Dimes. This is the oh, point we did meet Mike Dimes. We met Mike Dimes. We have a picture. Um, this is the part where we. This is the part where we put the intro. This. Your is Mike Dimes. Like, hey, double M O G. Welcome to open mic convos, y'all. <laughs> we met Mike Dimes. So I'm trying to enjoy his performance, and this. Bro, she is drunk as hell. And she just like taps on my shoulder and this dude standing next to me taps on his shoulder. And she's like trying to like get in between us or something. And we're not letting her. So she's like, oh wait, I'm sorry. Y'all here together? We just looked at each other and said, yes. Just so that she... (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I've never met that guy before in my life. We just was like, yeah. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just wanted to get closer. And her boyfriend was with her. I'm like, why are you letting this happen? (laughs) Control your bitch. (laughs) Bro, we just trying to enjoy like die. <laughs> and then afterwards, me and him just looking at each other like, what's that? <laughs> like, bro, this is my spot. I hate when people like try and get in your way or like try and I just it annoys me. Yeah, it'd be different if there was space there, but there was no space there. Me and that guy were basically shoulder to shoulder, and she's trying to squeeze between us. Like, lady, there's no room. Move. <laughs> No, no, no. You want to hear? You want to hear about no space and people trying to move? Uh, so, <clears throat> me and Nat went to go see Saba with uh, our shout out to my homegirl Asha. Uh, this was April, right? Yeah, April. April or May? Yeah, this is this was in April, and so literally, mind you, because I had rushed down to the Fillmore from Frostburg, bro, and we were so we got there like right before the show started. There was no time to like fight and get there early to get to the front or whatever no we are on like all the way on the right side like basically me and the security guard are right next to each other that's 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 how it is we're like we're like right in front of the bar and so uh then i point out the bar because the couple in front of us they I'm, i'm gonna be honest i get it i get it you bring your girl to a concert to vibe to to do all that da 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 da. It, it it fits i know it's a perfect date night but they was doing a little too much, Brody. Like they, it's it's not the, it's not the fact that they was it's not the fact of the PDA. I don't care about that. It's the fact that there was a phone always on them, and the light they were the the way that they would take their selfies. The light was all since we're right behind them. The light would always be in my face whenever they did it, and it was like, I was oh, mm. that's annoying. Very, and and then uh, I can't remember whether it was the girlfriend or the boyfriend in their relationship that had to keep crossing past me and my homegirl, Asha, to literally get to the bar, grab drinks, they would push through us again. Mind you, Asha already short. She can barely see the beginning. Yeah, begin. Asha little. She could barely see the beginning. She had to get up on her tippy toes at one point during friend.set. She was like, mm. and So, bro, like, 
I was just trying to vibe. We was like, nah, you could, you could, you can attest to this. Like, it was a vibe overall. Everything, it was a great show, right? Like, it was a good show, but they just kept like, yo, you trying to watch the show? Stop pushing past this. You do not need that much liquor in your system. Exactly. <laughs> And then the thing was, we ran into them in the parking. We ran into them in the parking lot, like on our way back. And we was like, "Oh, you really driving after all that?" Okay, all right. Yeah. I don't even feel it. I need more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was very off topic. But speaking of which, uh, can we consider "Care for Me" a classic? Is it? Is it about that time? It came. When did it come out? 2017, 2018? Because to me, yeah. it is. I would I wouldn't be mad if someone said that. 2018. It's got one more year. Give it one more year, and we can, then we can certify it as a classic. Mm. Alex is gonna try and fight me on this. I already, I'm not he... trying to fight everyone on their classic decisions because I think these are good albums for picks. But like, how well known do you think that album is? That's the thing. It's got. That's the thing. Saba's audience is wide, but it's very small. It's it's yeah. wide but small at the same time. Yeah. Because just, like he's selling. Like, a- I don't. Sorry, I'm not like trying to make it like oh you have to have this grand album that would be a classic, but who? It has. I feel like it has to be more widespread for it to be considered a classic. It could be good music, yes. But does that make it a classic, though? This is basically Alex saying he wants a radio hit on one of these albums. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not necessarily. I just, I feel like it needs to be more accessible to people and, like, more well-known before it can be considered, like, in that classic, like, conversation. I got you. I got you. I got you. Hey, if anyone's listened to us in Chicago and just heard him dispute the fact that Saba has a classic album, remember, his at is at Joey Morales. Don't come to us. <sighs> I keep, bruh, I feel like I anger so many people, but, like, I don't, and it's just, like, I don't, I don't know, bruh, I just. You get away with it. I, somehow. <laughs> you said some jacked up shit. You just I don't be it. saying, nah, you said you. some jacked up shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, am I the one who on this episode said, man, I didn't think the girl would be my favorite girl. That's not, that's not what I meant. That's not what I <laughs> meant. Said, I ain't never say that. Wow, the girl did it. Oh, hey, Ned, do you want to do the girl single? No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Ellie, I, said, no, I literally said to you, I said, I don't want it to seem like we're making you do the girl single. So you what don't the hell is a girl it? single, Alex? What is a girl song, Alex? A song by a girl. I don't fucking know. <laughs> God. I'm, dude, I'm not politically incorrect, but you're making, I, I, I don't, so, someone else started talking, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, so before Alex, this... you could have easily just said that we never had to bleep you. Y'all had to bleep me. Yeah. B- before this episode goes up in shambles, bro, let's. <laughs> I think this episode's a mess. <laughs> it is, but we're gonna take it is, but we're gonna take a quick break so that way we can really talk, calm down, you know, take a deep breath, and then embrace the fact that we really are some ghetto gods. And then talk about this Ghetto Gods Deluxe. Ah. You know, Earth Gang, those are our boys. They got a special place with the OMC family because, you know. The, we are Earth Gang. Exactly. We are Earth Gang, as they said. As they said at the show, we have we have photos. We have, I just want to play. connection to these people, bro. We have yeah. pictures with these humans. 
Shout out Wow. Shout out Olu, you know. They signed my shoe. Yeah. They did that. Oh yeah. Dude, that was that was and your phone case. Yeah, but it rubbed. Yeah, Olu signature rebel. No. Yeah, Thank but you. hey, I still got the shoe. Yeah, that's the important part. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, I know for all of us. I, yeah, I think if I'm remembering correctly, all of us had it pretty high on our uh, mid-year list, right? I had Ghetto Gods on number one. I had it on my top ten at that point, but I don't think it's in my top ten anymore. So, yeah. yeah. It's it like a really good album for me, though, and it's going to be in my honorable mentions if it doesn't uh, move back up. So, It's still in my top ten. It's somewhere in the top five, I'm pretty sure. Um, But how do we think – how are we feeling about this deluxe? They dropped like five new records plus two uh, OGs. Or was it five new records overall? It was, it was like five new records overall, yeah. It was like a mixture of like OG cuts and then I think it was two new songs. Yeah. And then like a remix. In total, it, was, it added six in total and there were... Yeah, two OGs, one remix, songs. and uh, two new Jones. Yeah, three new songs. Three were just remakes of the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I liked it. I feel like it expanded upon what the original album had really well. I style I liked hearing the OGs because I feel like it puts like the the actual original like the song that we knew on the album in a, like a better light in like a different yeah. perspective. And then with the new songs, I like them. So I think they did a really good job with this. And I feel like it came out at a good time because with it being summertime now, I feel like this is a good time to like have like more attention back on this album to have people like revisit it and listen to the the clean cuts and have yeah. some the more like summer like songs like uh, and Beyonce is definitely one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Beyonce, I think the American Horror Story uh, OG was like a, a summer vibe, and uh, Smoke Some with the Wiz Khalifa and Currency that was good too. So for sure, yeah, like. And I'm just happy. I'm just happy we finally got Anne Beyonce. I I I I I love oh, Smino. I, I was. I love everything Smino does. And so when I and so when they teased this like a while ago, I was like, please, 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 please. Like this was on the like this track was on the original track list. Uh, if anyone remembers when uh, Ghetto Gods was like first being worked on and they like first put it out, but they took it off for the final, obviously. So I was like, no. No, I was like, did Smino not clear it? Like, so I'm just happy that we finally got that. But I really like the Smoke Some remix. Like, I think Wiz and Currency are perfect additions to that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's those were my two like major things. Everything else was kind of cool, like leveled up. I could have done without, but I understand and I like the message behind it. But uh, what do you think, that? The original version of Black Pearl surprised me. Yes. I thought that like the OG was going to be like the same song where they like took off Baby Tate's verse, but I played, I was like, oh, this is like damn near a completely different song. Mm -hmm. Like same lyrics and everything, but completely different vibe like you know the black pearls that made the album it was lit you know like i just got a nobody looking hella thick and now they don't that shit was mm-hmm. lit. this shit was like had me thinking like damn <laughs> yeah it's a more intro like the same content is there and obviously but it's just a more introspective look at it like instead of necessary like it 
it made me appreciate Baby Tate's verse more, and it made me appreciate uh, how versatile these guys are and just how they could keep the same message and just package it differently, you know? Mm. But now, what else were you guys thinking about this? The, like, 10 seconds of silence after Smoke Some was kind of weird. I wanted to bring that up. I had noticed that, too. I was like, you could have just moved into the next track right there. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. And then I feel like the Billy remix was the exact same song with like some changes at the end. So I don't know like why that needed to be there, but I'm like, I wasn't really mad at it, I guess. I don't know, Nat, what did you think? Shawnee is definitely frozen right now. No shot. No shot. Oh man. Crazy. But yeah, um not that we had to rate it, but like what would you like? What would you say? Uh <laughs> how 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 well do you think oh, this advances the album? Let's... Say that one more time. How, how well do you think this advances like ghetto gods as an album? Or do you think it's just like an, a cool addition to it? I think it's a cool addition. I think overall it doesn't, I think. It doesn't expand much on it. I think I like how concise the original cut is. Mm. But I think, honestly, this could have been packaged as an EP and I would have just taken it as such. I don't think it would have. Like, I understand why, because obviously the OG cuts are there. So you got to be like, oh, deluxe. But yeah. <laughs> if they had like, <laughs> just added like the new songs, what would you have said? Uh, Then I think I would have just, I, I think... Hmm. Hmm. I think overall I probably detracted from it if they had just added the new songs. Hmm. Even with Anne Beyonce being with something that you wanted. That's the thing though. That's the thing. I like I love I love I love basically everything Earth Gang does. So I was I knew I was gonna like the majority of these songs already. But hmm. I gotta think about there's an overall theme, there's an overall concept, and there's an overall message behind Ghetto Gods a lot of these don't really add to that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. They're just kind of like extra cuts from like the cutting room floor. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it though. Um, I'm not mad that they put it out at all, so. Neither am I for real. And we are going to wait and hold on and pause because of technical difficulties until our resident Earth Gang stand comes back. <laughs> I'll we'll put some like music here. Talk to me now, speak loud and clear. Talk to me now, speak loud and clear. So Nat, what did you think about the Ghetto Gods Deluxe? Do you think that it elevated and added to the album as a whole? Uh, or do you think that this was just a cool addition? I think that it really had me thinking about the direction that they went in with this album, like hearing the original tracks. Also, I feel like the Billy remix should have been the original. Really? Break it down. It was better. Ooh. Ooh. I'm sorry. No. It was it was better. I feel like features. I, I think I think the features better. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's basically the same song, and I like it's basically the same song, except they just swapped the features and did some shit at the end, and I like that better. The beat change was kind of southern for me, though. That was the only thing. Like, I think it's, yeah, I think southern. like there wasn't. It was kind of a rough transition in there. Like that that was the only thing detracting from it. But I do like Blackie, and it definitely made me uh want to tap in with his stuff more. I know that he's opening for them uh on their uh South African dates and a couple of because he's from there, and I think they're Europe dates as well. So, you know, that should be cool. I understand why they wanted to do the collab, but no. Nah. That's a ooh. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to re-listen to the original and think on that. But no, you might be onto something there. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about the uh, how it adds and takes away? Yeah, it just made me think about like, so what made you switch from these OG tracks and go with the direction you took? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely put everything into a different light and like made you realize like hmm this is what they wanted to do for the album and they feel like this was a better fit for it yeah if i had to like personally guess i would think like because they talked about how they were making this uh album throughout the entirety of the pandemic and you know there were i don't know about y'all but there were like a lot of like hopeless like moments in the pandemic hell there are still hopeless moments like now so like Mm -hmm. i think um the fact that a lot of these OG tracks are a little bit more introspective, a lot more like somber. And then they were, ta- I remember this from when we were at the show, they were like, being a ghetto god is just embracing and enduring through it all and kind of like taking a second to appreciate uh, where you at. And so I think that once they kind of, I think that once they kind of like honed in on that message, maybe it made them like retooled the tracks to be a little bit more, I don't want to say lighthearted because all of these are still pretty dense in terms mm-hmm. of like emotion, but to be a little bit more packageable, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I see what you mean. But no, um, overall, any last minute thoughts on the Ghetto Gods Deluxe? Let's go ladies first. I mean, all this did was prove why Ghetto Gods is still my number one album. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Joey, anything? Fucking with it. Uh... Probably going to return to the American Horror Story OG and then Ambiance because I feel like those are my two favorites. And um, not mad that they put this out. I'm definitely returning to Ambiance. Smino dropped the album already. And I'm definitely returning to the Black Pearls uh, OG. I love it. Um, But yeah, with that being said, guys, just like how this is an extension of, just like how this deluxe was an extension of Ghetto Gods, we've made some extensions to the overall open mic conversations brand. Like mm-hmm. we've definitely been rolling out a couple of new series. We've been trying, we've been growing in such a short a amount of, of progress. Time, Sorry. Like we made a lot of progress from like right. when we started to like now, bro. And it's crazy how like, I really wasn't even expecting us to like be doing all this stuff, but I'm really good. Like we're expanding. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like it's only right that, you know, our, the kind of our, the true heart and the motivation and the, the the true logistic side of our uh of our operation, our first lady, talk a little bit about how we've been growing, especially since a lot of it is social based. And you know, she is our resident social media coordinator. I feel like first of like our whole thing is 
Hellblazer comes up with these amazing ass ideas. Yes, all the the look. Let y'all know now the brain the brainchild of these series or whatever it's called, whatever the brain behind these series. It's Hellblazer. He came up with that shit. Yeah. And then you got Joey Morales here, the editing king. <laughs> so he doesn't know what a recycle bin is. Stop. <laughs> so One of these days we'll tell that story. <laughs> we should just have like a full episode of just like stories of just like things that have happened like on our journey. The stories yeah. of us being dumb. We do a lot of dumb shit. We, we do. <laughs> we just be dumb. I think our first like milestone episode, that's what we'll do. We'll just do stories. Yeah, oh, yeah, that would be cool. The episode's gonna be why we're dumb or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, like this has grown from being just a little podcast. Like this, like I see big things happening for this brand. Mm. Well, what do we already have for our brainchild? L- list the things that we we already offer to our our listeners and our our our, our adorable fans. <laughs> adorable well aside from this pot this hectic ass podcast <laughs> we have a series on our instagram titled first impressions where we give our first impressions on new singles we have concert can which we just released the first episode is out now where we attended the mgk show is a vlog series by the way thank you guys for getting us our first video past 100 views that is a freaking milestone if you ask me that's really good Yes. No, because no, because we got like thousands of views on that video. So I don't even yeah. like we yeah. had to create props for that. The trailer got like two thousand views. The trailer has two thousand. The actual episode itself has like a hundred. That's still really good, dude. That's and like putting our word our word out there. I'm gonna yeah. check and see for the TikTok version of Concert Camp. See what it's got right now. Oh yeah, we have a TikTok too, and I think we're gonna have a YouTube channel soon. So it's like we have, we have so much stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah it's we, up. We got to move our content over there, but it's up. Uh, and yes, the, con- the TikTok version of Concert Cam is actually over 100 views itself right now. Yay. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned because trust me, we got more shit coming. All right, this is just the beginning. Yes, sir. I feel like when we first started, it was more of just like a, oh yeah, we were just doing a podcast and like it's just like a hobby thing. But like now, I feel like we've grown so much within these like four episodes that we've done. It's like, like you said, like it's a brand now, and it's like something that like I want to like keep pushing and like keep expanding to like even more people and more like avenues and more social media and stuff like that, so we can get our content out there. Because I feel like what we're doing here is something that needs to be happening in the culture, something that needs to be prevalent. People are talking about stuff that's happening and like I, like talking about this culture that we love, bro. This is exactly like what we need. So yeah, it's just, I'm really glad that we're doing this and like we're actually like making progress on what we're doing. And for people that like actually like listen to us like every week and like like our stuff on Instagram, like thank you. Like that means like so much to us. Like big respect, big love, yeah. all that. We're sending blessings, love, and peace your way, you know? Like, we wouldn't be able... Like, it's not like we wouldn't be able to do this without y'all, but, like, if we didn't have an audience, it would kind of be like, okay, we just, like, get on a Zoom call every day and talk to ourselves, you know? But it's, <laughs> it's like, when we have people, like, actually talking, it's like... Or interacting with us, it's, like, it's positive, and it makes us feel better about, like, what we're doing, so... And 
and the fact that we put like actual like man hours in this like this isn't like just something we just like do on a whim like no this is something we planned beforehand like yeah. i like i'm not the gonna planning lie. has gotten a lot better for us too like i feel like we're yeah. more structured now we can actually like, get our schedules together in like a proper fashion you know like when we're doing stuff and when we're uploading stuff and it's just it's, it's like becoming more concise and i love it yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say we have a there. That's an example right there. The three of us have a funny ass dynamic. I be like, I be listening to us back, and I'm like, damn, we funny. Yeah, we. <laughs> the way I like the way like because it's like authentic friendships, and it's just like we just we literally just come in and talk like we normally do. Like it's not yeah. like filtered or we're trying to be anyone that we're not. It's just like we come in, we talk about music, and then we dip. And so, the thing is that that because. Again, for everyone who's maybe only just listened to us because of the podcast, we started this from an IG live series. And the whole intention of that when I started it was I wanted us to talk about music with the same candor that we would anywhere else. That's why I called it a public FaceTime call to begin with, because yeah. uh, I wanted us to have that same level of transparency. So the fact that we're able to bring it here in a longer setting where we can get a little bit more vulnerable about how these pieces of art connect to us and just how we react to it is very it's a blessing in and of itself. Yeah, dude. I'm really glad we're doing this. And like, for us to just like one day just be like, hey, we're starting a podcast. And to actually have it like up and running like well, that's mm. amazing, bro. That's for amazing. sure. You know, um, it really feels good when Joey Badass notices your work. Yeah, he saw- Where did that happen today? Day. Oh my, he saw one of our first impressions and it just was like, dang. We've met Mike Dimes. We have interaction with Joey Badass. And we're seeing him next week. Mm-hmm. If, you are going to be, if you are going to be at the Joey show at the Fillmore next week, please, please pull up. Let us know. We're going to post on all of our socials to pull up and, and get a chance to be in some OMC content. Cause Yo, if someone like comes up to us and like recognizes us, I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> Like, if you, like, come up and be like, oh, my God, you guys are open mic conversations, I'll give you a dollar. Like, dead ass. Like, that would that would make my day. I won't give you a dollar, but he will. Yeah, I'll, I'll no, I'll give, you, I'll give you a dollar, like, actually. I'll be like, thank you for listening. And, like, this is, like, this is all I can give you. I guess. <laughs> this is all I can give you. I'll give you a hug. <laughs> yeah. I won't. Now I'd be like, okay, thanks. But not. Uh... Thank you for me. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'll give you a hug. Oh, yeah. If you see us at the Joy Badass show, please come up to us or like just come and hop in some content, man. Like it's really yeah. it'll, it'll be really dope. Especially since we're doing it on a especially since we're going on a bye week, so we don't have a podcast or anything to record then. Like it's it'll be nice to just get out there and hang, especially since the three of us don't really see each other like in person a lot. Yeah. Like we mostly just do FaceTime calls, texts, and Zooms, and random Twitter rants. <laughs> no, the Twitter group chat be geeking, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. One of these days, we gonna one of the, one of these days we gonna let the people know what what goes on inside of our text chats. <laughs> no, they don't. Need, it's just a bunch of arguing. For the most part, but not. Uh, it's a bunch of arguing and a bunch of me sending links that don't get any responses. Man, sure, sure. No, I, I, li- I like look at your shit and then I'll just be like, oh, that was cool. And then I'll, I'll go back to what I was doing. But like, I, I do <laughs> notice it. I do notice it. We're not. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, just 
pull up if you're gonna be pull up if you're gonna be at the Joey show. We shouldn't be in there. Uh I think concert cam is gonna be something that I really want us to take and elevate. I think it'll be the driving force behind all of our content. I think this will be the trickle down. I think it'll not to get on my like Reaganism right there, but it'll be the trickle down effect. If anyone's familiar with that, like the more like that'll be the leeway that forces people to fall in love with the rest of our content. Yeah, that would be like the gateway into us. Mm -hmm. And then like they look at our other stuff and find out that we have more going on besides the concert cam. Yeah. I really like that first episode. I think what really drew people is the fact that I forgot the name of the show. And that wasn't a joke. I kept getting deals. They're like, hey, yo, that was hilarious. And I'm like, it, it, it wasn't. <laughs> I was big that ass. No, that was bro, very we do genuine. That all the time on first impressions, we'll be like, what's good, y'all? It's the cast of Open My Conversations, and we're here to review. What was the name of the single? No, I don't know what it is. It's like, we got it. Hey, and no, as, like, as soon as I start talking, bro, I go blank. And it's like, I don't even remember what we were talking like, Who's the artist we're talking about? And <laughs> for, those of you that want, for those of you that wonder, why is it always me introing? This is why. Uh, to fan Devin, you have the best intros. It just, I yeah, <laughs> I had the best transitions though. So I got them exactly, mm. but not. <laughs> Don't boo my chances. <laughs> oh my god! But not. Uh, overall, though, I think this has been a great episode. Does anyone want to say anything to close it out? Because I I opened. I'm not closing. Oh my god! Uh. Just thank you guys really for tuning in. Like it means it means a lot. Like I enjoy doing that. Well, we enjoy doing this, and like it brings us joy just to do it. But like when we actually get interaction from you guys, it's like it's cool. It makes us feel good. Yeah, like I know that we're still kind of. I know that we're still kind of in that place where it's like it's not much random people that are peeping it yet. But the people that are in my life that actually do support and like let me know that they listen, like I appreciate that the most because like I began random texts and stuff. I'd be like bro like he said something or like i'll bring up people in my life on here on here and they'll be like oh my god like i i, I got noticed and I'm yeah. Like, yeah and i was like bro i didn't even tell you that i like mentioned you <laughs> yeah so, like when they just genuinely listen and like they find like a part funny or like they like you said we shout them out it feels mm -hmm. it feels good like they're actually interacting with it and find like positive things from this so yeah it feels really good also be people be validating me and making me realize I really am funny like that. Like, it's not, nah, dude, you're fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah. <laughs> nah, I don't like that shit. When people be saying that I'm funny, I don't even be trying to be. I just, I'm just stupid. No, nah, li like, literally, I just be talking, bro, and they be like, bro, you're funny as hell. And I'll be like, dude, I'm just, this is how I am. Like, I don't, I'm not even trying. <laughs> this is just me. It's like, I'm just dumb. I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> but nah, uh, Overall, though, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for tapping in with Open Mic Conversations. Feel free, feel free to follow us on everything at Open Mic Convo 301. Uh, and let us, honestly, we need you guys to help settle a debate that we've been having internally uh, since we were speaking on Concert Cam being the, being the lead vehicle for the rest of our content. Should we do, we have a lot of footage from a lot of our shows. Should we focus on the backlog and give y'all some past uh, concert cams? It won't have be a full vlog or anything, but it'll literally just be concert footage. Or should we just keep it for all the shows that we have going forward? Because we still have a lot of shows that we're going to in the future. So let us know. Like DM the page at Open Mic Convo 301 and let us know. Um, but we'll probably put up a poll on the page too somewhere. But anyway, yeah. with that being said, guys, it's your boy, Steph. I'm saying
Peace. It's Joey Morales signing off. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you next time. It's your favorite co-host, Matt. Thank you for tuning in. I'm going to go watch the boys. Peace. <laughs> now my favorite co-host. I'll catch y'all later. Nice. Bye, y'all. Bye.